We're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome Hello. to the Brain Candy Podcast. Episode 393, this is. 393. Creeping up, creeping up. How are you, Sarah? I am doing super well. We were just commenting on all our beverages. Yes. I always have said, well, this goes back to uh, my after camp uh, brunches that we have, like after a camp party, we would like go out to brunch the next day. And I have a friend named Jake who says, you, you know, it's a good breakfast or brunch if it's three or more drinks. That's <laughs> yeah, the like bar. any type any of drink. Any type. Yeah. So it could be like hot chocolate and like water and orange juice, yeah. whatevs. Yeah. No alcohol or mimosa. Coffee. Coffee. Yeah. Water. Bloody Mares. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everything. Anything more than three drinks, you're. It's all about the liquid. Yes. I mean, you got to stay hydrated. It's <laughs> important, you know? Right. Essence so of life. We have caffeine, we have water, we have alcohol. Can we I good. tell you something? Yeah. I have been off caffeine yeah. for almost a month now. How's it feel? Wow. Real good? Yeah. Well, one day I was like, I think maybe I want a cup of coffee. So I made myself coffee. Yeah. I had the three jitters. sips and thought my heart was going to explode. Shut up. I'm not kidding. I didn't even realize how sensitive I was to caffeine until... I cut it out of my life and then had it again. I'm like, holy shit, this is a drug. <laughs> it's like I did not know before. Were you really caffeinated before? I, I never knew so. that you were. Yeah, I mean, I was like a two cup a day. Coffee kind of guy. Yeah, and of like French press. So like it's like potent. Yes. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, not anymore. No. I switched to tea and now I drink English breakfast. I mean, well, there's I a mean, little caffeine yeah, in that, it's but not... I haven't had that in a month too. Yeah. We are, uh, my mom got Adam one of those things at Starbucks. You, it's like a refillable and you get the whole month free. So every day oh. you get a coffee or tea in it. And we've been going every day and it's quite a nice ritual. We I have love our a ritual. business meetings and then we yes. enjoy a tea and go home. I love that. Well, and that's the part of making the coffee in the morning that I miss. Is right. It, I have made multiple mornings, have gone through the process of making it and yeah. not had it. I'm I like, get I that. I think I'm going to, I think I want coffee, but I really just want my morning ritual. Well, you know, on comedians and cars getting coffee when they go to the diner and there's always that B-roll of yes. them pressing the grinds and it, it is a nice mm-hmm. experience, especially if you're not just watching it on TV because then you smell it and totally. all the noises. I love it. I get that. Yeah. And so- it's almost like it's, I, I. I wake up, I put Bo outside, I feed her, <laughs> I go over, I like turn the water on, and then I go make the bed. And by the time I do all the stuff that I need to do to get like my bedroom ready, the coffee's like, bo- it's almost like my cue to like where, what I'm supposed to be doing next in the day. Yes. So I need to create like a new morning ritual. Oh, you know, I love a routine. Yes. Yeah. That's mm. my whole thing. I feel like that's my religion now. It's so great. Now that I don't have an actual one. Yeah. It's just like about structuring your day, how you like it. Yeah, but I feel like the big guy would probably like that you're that self that taking care of yourself is yeah. your Wait, religion. do you believe in the big guy? Well, I mean not in that sense, but like I believe that there is a universal life force that connects us all <laughs> in a deeper way and that there is ener- like energy that like somehow we're all connected and all part of the same thing and you can call it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But, you know. I'm reading a book right now called Music Musicophilia, mm-hmm. like the love yes, of music. Yes, yes. It is so fascinating and it actually touches upon that thing we were talking about the other day about like near-death experiences and yes. stuff. Because sometimes when people have those or if like they're struck by lightning or something crazy, they end up with this weird thing with music where oh sometimes it can be bad where it gives them seizures or something. 
And then other times it can be that they become virtuosos and they develop this really intense um, connection with music. And it makes you think. It's one of those things where it's, I feel like it's in the mysteries of the universe category. Totally. Like I was even having a talk the other day about why I think the ritual of praying or like saying grace before a meal Mm -hmm. is good because, you know, I have... Even myself, I've tried to practice like mindful eating and tried to like be present, be like in the moment, you know, in anything that we do. And eating is one of those that it's so good for our bodies. It can like, it could be so good and it could be so bad. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're mindful and when you bring awareness to what you're doing and the action in the moment, that it helps really get the most from that thing that sometimes we just do like out of habit like oh I gotta eat but there's so much to that and Mm -hmm. so much like even just taking that moment to like be together you know honestly that's another good reasons to use cloth napkins stuff like that where it's just more of an experience yes you know and making it like yeah totally like experiential Mm -hmm. so I was thinking about how we know that it's important to be mindful and we know that that setting an intention before you do any action increases like decreases stress increases happiness all this wonderful stuff yeah it has positive effects on the body so now i think about music and i think about tones and i know that tones and i promise this will all come full circle and I, tones <laughs> and like music we know that there are notes that make us feel better and there are notes that make us feel worse and we know that like music can change your mood and so we can just listen to the note, but that would be boring. So instead, we rearrange it into this pretty song, has like lyrics, we, you know, connect to it in like a deeper way, and it makes us feel really good because those tones make us feel good and that blah, blah, blah. I think doing the same, like prayer or saying grace or anything, like that kind of ritual before eating is almost like arranging the tones to make a song. It's like, okay, let's say it in a pretty way. Let's be poetic yes. in how we say it. Yeah. Let's make it. You know, whatever you want. Sometimes they're kind of sing-songy. Sometimes they're like a uh, 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 freestyle, repetitive. <laughs> yeah, that's freestyle. True. Like I like the re- repetition because there's all meaning. And instead of you could just say, "All right, let's take a moment to be mindful before we eat. Let's focus on our body and where we are." But that's freaking boring. So instead, <laughs> we come up with a nice little thing that we say before, mm-hmm. and it puts us in that place. So like. So do it. Do it, man. Sarah wants you to pray. It's what what she's saying. I just say, like, it made me just think deeper about what the purpose, why we would would Mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. Why do we do anything? And when I thought about it, I was like, oh, this is a good thing to do before. Yeah. You know? Because say what you want about religion. They were pretty intentional about putting it all together. Right. We just got to like kind of translate it. Yeah. You know, how does this work with what we know about science? Yeah. And I like that. And I found that when I thought about, you know. So like I'm just like gonna start saying like that. Thank you. No, I love whatever that. that is before I eat. Slow it down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I yes. agree. Mm-hmm. Amen. Guys, I bet you didn't expect to get so deep all of a sudden. Right. I didn't either. I haven't even like barely started <laughs> drinking my wine. wine. <laughs> Let's take a second to talk about something I have used and really love called Fiverr. I don't know if you guys know about it, but I started using Fiverr a while ago because I started my own business and it's really hard to find freelancers for a lot of jobs. So we used Fiverr to help us with like website design and getting everything ready to go with the podcast even. Um, And our experience was really great. We had great communication with our freelancers and, you know, there's like 24 
24-7 customer service, and they have stuff for graphic design, copywriting, like web programming, film editing, and stuff like that. A lot of things that people need, especially if they're working in digital media and stuff like that. You have a small business. You should try it. I really recommend it. Take five and check out fiverr.com. That's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. And you'll receive 10% off your first order by using our code BRAINCANDY. It's super easy. Don't waste any more time and get the service you deserve by going to F-I-V-E-R-R.com, code BRAINCANDY. Fiverr, it starts here. You'll love it. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to totally switch gears. Yes, please do. We are not going to be deep right about now because I want to know what you think. And if you're aware of a weird trend, I don't mean to kink shame, but to me, it's a little weird Yeah, fair. that men are um, masturbating with banana peels. Oh, nope. Didn't know that. (laughs) I am a, uh, anti- Combining food with sex. <laughs> Me too. I'm very anti. Sarah, this is where we overlap because I'm usually too straight laced for you, yeah. sexually oh, speaking, God. and you're a little more adventurous. Yes. But I think this yes. is where we agree. Yeah, I'm not into. I don't want that. Is it the same reason that it's too sticky and messy? That and also for me, it's it's like I think because of my relationship with food in the past, where it wasn't always healthy. Oh, okay. Like I want food to be food for nutrition and not for it to be something else. I don't okay. know. It's, I don't want it to ever be a reward. I don't want it to be linked to anything. <laughs> I like to just keep it. Yeah. yeah separate. Keep, keep it separate. Well, evidently these guys don't agree with that because, um, I think it was popularized on Reddit, of course, oh. where all, all bad things start. Sure. <laughs> um, and these guys are claiming that it creates these, it simulates, uh, the best blowjob job they've ever had or, I suspect never had. <laughs> That's I'm like, my... have they had a blowjob? And I really, I don't want to know the logistics, but I kind of do. Yeah. Oh. So are they, are they putting the penis where the banana was and then the wax on the outside of the peel is great for lube or I something? was thinking the inside of the banana. That's like the I mean. peel, inside of the peel. That's what I mean, where the banana was. Yes, Yeah, yes, like where yes. the fruit was. Yeah. So is it like a, <laughs> is it like a, a, okay, so how do I put this in the right way? <laughs> Are we wrapping this like a bacon-wrapped hot dog? Oh, oh, I, I thought or no. Or more like a sleeve, like some sort of sleeve. Do you see what I'm saying here? I do. I didn't even consider another way. I thought it was just... You put the penis in as if it were the banana. We would need to consult someone with a penis. Adam! <laughs> Poor Adam. Uh, I don't know, but I know the doctors are saying knock it off because you could get infections. And Yeah, no shit. That's the other reason why I don't ever like combining food because I have very sensitive parts. I use the wrong laundry detergent. Yeah. And it's... Troubles a Troubles a brewing. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I I get weirded out by any kind of sexcapades because I don't get why they're necessary. Your hand is fine. Yeah. If you would like to express I mean I get the idea yourself. of of like different sensations and those feeling good because like I love those like Omax drops that are like tingly. Yeah. So like that feels good. So but just 
It's really just simulating, like, it's just like a wet, warm hole. I know. (laughs) It's like, come on. I really don't care what you do. I just can't relate, and I don't understand why it's necessary. I remember talking to a friend of mine who shall remain nameless, whose partner uh, wanted to have sex with, you know, involving food. Mm -hmm. And my friend was concerned about, like, the mess and everything. So they put down, like... Plastic wrap all over their bed, which I, I don't yes. know. Is that what people do? I believe so. Oh, okay. And maybe I, I don't know. I've never done this. <laughs> just heard. It just makes sense. And then uh, I was just like, "That's like double dare." I mean, it really oh is like God, a yes. double dare moment where they have to like make everything plastic. Yes. And then you just slip and slide all around. Yep. I don't know. I'm not I did hear it. that story from a friend of mine who said that uh, he and his I, I believe. They were just dating at the time, but we'll call her girlfriend. Um, we're like into like <clears throat> like lube and like wanted it to be like slippery and slidey and everything yeah. and did the same thing with the plastic sheets. But then like there was, it was like so oily. I think it was probably like oil, like massage oil and everything. They like couldn't get out of the room because they couldn't get <laughs> the doorknob. Like they were like, You're we kidding. didn't have anything to like wipe their yeah, hands Yeah, you really with. have to plan ahead. Yeah, I think they did. And I think they just moved into their house. So they had put down like, there was like nothing else in the room. Oh, and right. and well, we're like, oh, oh bad it. news. We're stuck. <laughs> we <laughs> we're don't have anything stuck. to wipe it off on because everything's Goodbye covered world. in oil. Yeah. Wow. That's I funny. Don't, so I don't plan know. an escape route. Yeah. That's really the moral of the story there. <laughs> escape route. Uh, okay. Uh, my next topic for you. Let me see if it's... Scandalous. But like, would you be like, mm, no thanks if Adam came to you and we're like, oh, there's this thing I'm really into in the bedroom and like, it's really important to me and I'd like for you to like, I would try, try it. it. Yeah. I thought you would. Cause you, that's what you do when you love somebody, I guess. I don't think that that would be fun though. I mean, if you're basically coercing. Right. You're totally right. It, Cause yeah. Cause your nobody, heart has that's to really totally true. <laughs> that is a hundred percent. Good you know, point. Like, let's say it was like costumes or, you know, what yeah. role play. Yeah. You really want the person with the outfit to be really into it. Correct. <laughs> so if I were like, hey, I'm a librarian or <laughs> I love that you go yeah. to sexy librarian. Of course. Oh my God. Can we talk about that? How you yeah. are totally, you should totally be yeah. the librarian influencer, library influencer. Right. Yes. I feel like, why didn't I think of that? Oh my God. Because that is what I want to promote is yes. just literacy and... Uh, just for everyone, no matter how much money you have. I did read, this is one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. People went to the library more. I was going to bring this to, I was going to bring you Where the same article. Uh, Mine was in Lit Hub. Where did I see this? I'll find out because I def, I just yeah. texted to myself a couple days ago because I was like, oh, I have to talk about <laughs> this. This is so on brand. Well, it's shocking to me though because, okay, so people went to the library more than the movies in 2019. Oh. Um, U.S. Adults reported taking 10.5 trips to the library on average, and then they, that was about twice as much as they went to the movies. I guess people are watching movies at home, though. And also twice as much as they went to sporting events. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Musical, parks, historic yeah. parks. I saw it on museums. the Good News Network. Because, you know. I can't believe you that's where I like to go seek from that the out. I also read an article about um, sort of the dark side of good news. <laughs> oh, no. Why do you want to take something I love and ruin it, Susie? Okay, but hear me out because you might find this compelling. Okay, okay, okay. You know how I love to change my position on things halfway through. My- Sarah, right. Sarah loves good news. So does my husband, of yes. course, because there's the same person. Yes. And 
there, you always see that, like on the local news, where they're like talking about rape and murder, and then they're like, "But a little good news: right. an eight-year-old is selling lemonade for his grandma's appendix, or yes, whatever." Yes. And so, <laughs> the article was saying that part of why it's troubling is that it masks broader systemic problems, yeah. like the fact that we often have to raise money for people to like get basic health care and stuff yeah. like that, or if your kid has leukemia, you have to sell fucking baked goods. Right. To make sure they don't die. Yeah. So Ugh. a lot of it kind of tries to soften the systemic blows that we're all dealing with of injustice right. constantly. Or it'll be like this athlete goes to visit, you know, a children's cancer wing, and we're really and we're like, oh my god, yay! But we're like not talking about how there are a lot of children whose families are going to be, you know, severely so impacted it, by the medical bills that they're dealing with. And yeah, the, like it know. can mask. The things that maybe we should be putting attention to. Yeah. I get the urge though, because boy, we need something. Yeah, <laughs> it's we're really, dying out we're here. We're dying out here yeah. for sure. But it's still something to chew on. Yeah, and like if you are reading the good news, don't be duped into thinking like you know what, humans are great. Right. Don't don't be tricked. Because <laughs> mm. let me. If you ever doubt it, just come to me and I'll set you straight. Like, People suck. Yes. I hate everyone. I only like animals now. That's my position. Well, you know what? That's different than how you were before because you, you I didn't like, even like uh, animals yeah, before. Now, I've come a long way. Yeah. And now like I bring my dog over here and Susie's like, oh, "Come here. You need more come hugs." Come here, Bubbas. Yes. Let me rub cute. your belly. Yes. Uh Did you see the movie Judy? No. Okay. Are but, you going to? Okay. I'm not I <laughs> I probably am not going to. I did however see Renée Zellweger's uh a Golden Globe acceptance speech that I thought was kind of snooty. I didn't see it. What she, she was say? like, "Oh, nice to see all you guys after twelve years." Like, oh yeah, oh good. You know, ah, looks yeah. like you. Oh, like, I'm so back. you think it was snobby? Not it. It seemed a little like snarky. Like, like I don't. It didn't. It didn't rub me the right way. Really? Yeah. So you thought she was sort of saying, saying. like, uh, what have you done for me lately? Kind of. And I like, yeah, almost like, oh, you thought I wasn't going to be back up here. Kind of like, oh, yeah. And I think, you know, not like I want to say she should have done it this way or should have done it that way. You could do whatever you want up there. You want. We're just killing dead air. Totally. (laughs) But like if if she's trying to make a point about, you know, uh, uh, maybe like visibility of women of different ages in television or something like that and how yeah. like she wasn't cast for anything until this and now look at how whatever then say that mm. but it just felt like there were some you know there's the message there's the words that come out of our mouth and then there's meaning that's very vague and like can or it could be interpreted many different ways and how i interpreted it was not that she was like grateful and not like she should be again. Like, like she was holding a grudge. Yes, and I would be the same. It kind of felt almost like if if Joaquin Phoenix got up there and did the exact same speech from a male perspective, I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense because he's a dick. <laughs> that sounds about right for him. Interesting. Yeah, and it sounded like yeah, like somebody who was like got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder for maybe getting snubbed by the industry for a couple years. Wow, and she won for that film. Yeah, I'm just realizing this now because um, I did not enjoy it. A brainiac who we follow on Instagram said that she hated it. And I was like, why? Wow. And then she DM'd me and said like, they 
didn't, there was no nuance to Judy. They didn't sort of show enough of the details. It was just made her look like a mess. Mm. So then when I saw it, I would have to agree, and it, I don't. I just was disappointed because I love Judy Garland. Yeah, and I, I mean, was really excited. Read her, her book for yeah. we, you read her book for the book club. Well, it was about her. Yeah, yeah, the my one about Judy Garland, her. Garland life, which was a great yes. book. So I you had a, she's you know about her story. Yeah, I wonder if our brainiac also had background on her. Well, and, she's a she loves her. She's like okay, a super. So fan. maybe if it's like doesn't fit the mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but it also just felt like the whole movie felt like one scene. Oh, where her life is so rich. She was married five times and she was a child star and it should be a lot to tell. But anyway, I just was curious if you had seen it. I was Um, thinking about that movie, I, Tanya recently and how wonderful that is and how I feel like that's such a great. Why did you think it was wonderful? I loved it. I I just thought that, oh my, Suze, you would absolutely love it. First of all, Alison Janning, Janning, Janny, 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 I was way off, sort of, um, is fantastic. Yeah. She is so good. And I love a character that you love to hate. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a movie that when I saw it, I was really bummed it was over. And I was like, oh, can't this just be like a series and I can watch like five more episodes? Really? I really, really liked it. Were you rooting for Tanya as the viewer? Mm, or did you feel just sorry of. for her? Like you pity her in a way. A little bit of both. Mm-hmm. A little bit of both. But it's also funny. It's like dark humor. Right. And it's really great. I probably great. would like that then. You would totally like it. And the details are fantastic because it's all nuanced. That's why I said that because that was what I really loved about it is that all those little things that you just, the details stick are just with you. perfect. Yeah. In su- very tiny, subtle way that I think, I wonder who they had consulting on the Judy Garland one. Maybe right. that Not would be the different. family. I know that. Okay. So. Oh. Trouble. There. Well. Yeah, I didn't like it. One thing I do like, though, is Noom. Yes. And it speaks to what we were talking about earlier about being intentional and... Rituals and rituals routines. Rituals and yes. having support. Because Noom is a program that you can use to help you stay on track with your goals. I'm sure this time of year, a lot of people have forgotten all about their resolutions and you know, life is getting the best of you. But Noom's a great way to sort of stay on track, whether you want more energy or you just want to eat better to feel better, or if you used to be on a sports team but you don't do anything now but you want to get back into it, things like that. They can help coach you and just 10 minutes a day get you back on on track, Um, teaches you why you do the things you do and empowers you with the tools to break those bad habits and replace them with better ones. I just love all that. Mm -hmm. I just want people to Live their best life, as Love Oprah it. would say. Yes. It's the perfect time to make a step towards healthier habits. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash brain candy. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash brain candy. Start your trial today. That's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash brain candy. I just love anything that makes it a lifestyle, not like a, you have to do this for like this many days and like that's it. Yeah. You know? <sighs> so that's like real lasting change. I, you know, everybody has different strengths and weaknesses Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty good about when I decide to do something. Yes. Um, But I feel like most people really struggle with that. Maybe it's like the silver lining of being a stubborn person. Mm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Because, but... When I hear people talk, that's a refrain is that they, they want to do, make a change, but they just can't Mm. stick to it. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Do you think people just get overwhelmed? 
I mean, I'm just... Yeah, I think you're really good at creating a... Like, creating steps in how, mm. like, you visualize the goal, but then right. you also create steps along the way. Like, in order to reach that goal, I have to do this, 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 and you're very structured and organized with that, at least for... Was what? I telling you about that guy I follow on Twitter? His last name's Hamlin. He's a doctor, and he's real funny. And he was... Around New Year's, he was talking about how people go too far and like yes. think because but the human mind isn't yes. designed to make sudden and incredible changes all at once right. and he's like really you should look at june and work little by little yes. until june like you're saying like totally. tiny steps just each day and you have to be specific <clears throat> and measurable yeah so breaking it down and really like doing the math like for a lot of people it's you know i want to lose you know this much weight but it's like, well, let's just focus on five pounds and let's look at the math of what that. Hell, would just look at take. this meal. Correct. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Just look at this meal. Well, that's what alcoholics do. It's like, don't think about you can't drink forever. Right. Just think about this hour or yes. this day. Oh, that's great. You know, because totally. it really your brain is not Mm-mm. equipped to handle the permanence. Right. And you're of, like, what? I'm never going to be able to have. You know. You're like, no, 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 no. Don't. You're good. You're, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. <laughs> right. And it goes into panic mode. Totally. Yes. Measurable. Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh. Okay. Here's an, sorry. We got off track there, but that's because we were just talking about Noom. Um, okay. Yeah. Did I, you read in the New York Times or elsewhere about the 300 year old mummy that they got to talk? <laughs> what? It's hilarious. I have read that book from Goosebumps. <laughs> Night of Living Dead, Mummy, <laughs> or whatever. Book? Yeah. But it totally was a Goosebump book. Yes. Well, apparently. But then it was called Night of the Living Dummy, and then there was another oh. one about mummies, but it was like a dummy that came to life, but then like, what else? Oh, that is. Yeah. Way creepy. I do not like no. that story. This is equally yes. <laughs> as frightening, come to what think of it. What do you mean that to talk? So this dude, this mummy dude, 3,000 years old, and he was buried with his name, which was something like Nessiman. And then colon, true of voice. That's what it called him. Mm-hmm. And I guess that really inspired them oh. to like want to hear it. Wow. <laughs> so they created a 3D print version of his mouth oh, and throat. Oh, cool. And then they used an electric larynx. larynx. Yeah, yeah, larynx. Yeah. And uh, so they were saying they got a bunch of talk. So What's the best sound? part is you can push oh. play and hear it. Wow. And it was so funny. I'm like, hey, Adam. And I was just like, let's see what it sounds like. <laughs> It's like that. Let me tell you. Yeah, I'll yeah. save you a okay, clip. Tell me. Uh, <laughs> I'm not lying. It's so great. And I just thought, well, how do we really know? Right. But they are so happy about it. They're so excited. Oh my god. So I don't want to like yuck their yum. But right. That like, is cool though. It is that cool. That we can do like, and you can imagine what they would sound like based on how things are arranged in yeah, there. Yeah, because they were like... The only reason this was even possible was because the um, mummification process and the embalmer did such a good job that it kept his throat totally intact. Otherwise, it wouldn't be possible. So I guess like if, for example, my dad's dead, (laughs) like if you tried to get him out and make it, it wouldn't work because it's gone. Yeah. 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 They got to be mummies. And that's like soft tissue, I think. Oh, right. It makes sense. Like cartilage. I mean, not... It I don't certainly know. Is isn't bone sar- in here. Soft tissue? I don't know if that counts. No, yeah, not. Yeah, is it not? Cartilage. I don't know what that counts as. 
Well, it ain't bone. I, I have no idea. This is what our medical school <laughs> are like, oh, for Christ's sake. Everything they're <laughs> or saying is wrong. literally anyone that knows anything about the Yeah, or about anyone who's like watched like, you know, a couple episodes of ER. <laughs> right? I mean, they were super reference. stoked about it because they say, well, this, I don't know, like this opens up the possibility of what? I don't even know what. What could this be helpful for? Right. Maybe the thing where we were talking about the other day about Alexander Graham Bell just making history come alive. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I was just about to bring up that story like I didn't talk about it on here. Like I was like, and I just heard the other day that they're resurrected. Like I totally was about to share that. I'm so glad that you said that first because that's exactly what my mind was thinking of. And I was like, where did I hear that? Like, oh, right. My own show. Why am I down this rabbit hole of just listening to dead people talk? I don't <laughs> yes. know. But oh. I mean, I'm, I think it's cool that they do it. I'm just not clear on the advantages long term. But that, that reminds me of something <laughs> that I saw on... Uh, uh, I can't remember where I found it, but it was about... The sound koalas make. So oh, what do you think yeah, a koala when you, I, sounds like? I well, don't you feel I like they'd be like know. adorable and yeah, like say yeah. like be like <laughs> yeah like, like just like eating their yeah, leaves ASMR like, animal cute. style yeah totally <laughs> they would be ASMR animal style. Um, I am going to play you a clip of what a koala actually sounds like. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's hear it. First of all, picture them adorable. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Just Super like cute. Eucalyptus. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. No. Nope. Why are they doing that? Look at the guy. <laughs> That's like, even better I don't when you want see them it. To sound like that. Yeah, what? It's very guttural. Yes. What's going very- on with their larynx? <laughs> That's not the mummy talking. Oh, well, right. That's who I would thought. Like, that's what a three-year-old, a three-year-old a, a mummy living, should sound like. Yeah, a living koala shouldn't sound worse than a 3,000-year-old right. mummy. That's just basic. Well, I'm like, what other animals do I not know noises of? There was another I thought one. I, you know. We were asking Alexa to do one because I think it was a penguin. They have a crazy oh. sound. And so she'll she'll make the sound oh, for you. Oh, they kind of are like... Like a, like a, oh, I can't do it because I'm sick. That but was like, actually like really a, good, Sarah. Like one of those kind of, I can't, I like, I have a. It's like a dolphin. Yeah, but like more like a throaty, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, not like as if, high pitched. Like if that was Betty Davis. Yeah, sure. Husky, yes. husky voice. <laughs> yes, like that. You're like, yeah, sure. I could totally do that better. Sarah just yes and me even though she's like, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Like, yes, and I, yes, I would do that. with, But I get it, Betty Davis. She's like got a raspy voice. It's kind of like that. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, I wanted to ask you, just because you're good at um, 
conspiracy theories Love and them. stuff. Well, not really. But. What do you suppose those creepy drones are that everyone keeps reporting in Nebraska and Colorado? I don't know, but don't tell my mother, who's going to the world's largest UFO convention in the month of March. Where? Oh, I don't know. She sent me an email It's got to be it. in New Mexico, it's pro- right? It's, it's, I think it might be in Colorado or something. Well, they are creepy there. That airport they have in Denver and yep, everything. I know. Let's well, see what Sally says. So, like, the drones keep showing up over all these residential areas in Nebraska and Colorado in the in the night, and I'm talking thousands of sightings and oh tons and tons of drones, and the cops are like, we don't know, and so how the fuck? Excuse me, Linda. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, do you figure that out? But there have been these companies. Have you seen? Have you seen these these? companies that do aerial shows with drones no but that's a great idea yeah it's kind of like they're looking for how can we replace fireworks really yeah and these drone shows shows, like air shows are really cool and they just set the programs and all of the drones have like their they can do it to music yep and they they make shapes and they do cool stuff and they like it's very cool to watch. Yeah. So I wonder if this was just like, and I think anybody, you know, you could just be like a regular. But they're not coordinated, and they're just hovering over people's houses. What? Yeah, that's a big and problem. pretty low. That's a problem. Oh my god, yeah. that gives. Listen, I've been watching a lot of that show. In fact, I finished the show You on Netflix. Yeah. So like, I'm learning all about what are they called? People who look at stalker and oh. survey, like yes, stalker techniques. What the? F- what do they do? Freaking Asus. Don't watch the show. Okay. Like, like one of the things he does is he, the <laughs> character in the show is like trying to get in, like he wants to snoop around this girl's apartment. So he calls the gas company, reports a gas leak. The gas man comes over because like you, the gas, like they have, they have to. to. And he follows in and he's like, oh, hey, my girlfriend said they're like pretended to be her boyfriend. And then was like, oh, she's not going to be back for a little while. Can I just lock, like. You know, make sure you lock up after you leave and told, like, or, you know, shut the door behind you after you leave. Like, he had, he knows the place. And then the gas man just was like, okay, bye. And didn't even check. And yeah. And I was like, dude, that could totally happen. I don't like it. I don't like it either. <laughs> don't watch it. It's kind of like when I watched The Sopranos and I was like convinced, like, I, I was suspicious of everybody. You still are. Yeah, well, you know. Like, even on this show, I've mentioned people and you're like, I think their family's in the mafia. Well, yeah, yeah. That, was just, that came for too many seasons. Uh, I blame Edie Falco. She is such a good actress. <laughs> I blame Edie Falco for everything. <laughs> she All really right. nailed that part. So we the don't know what it could woman. be. Sarah's theory yeah, about this. I have, no, I have no theory, but I know that my mom <laughs> sent me a message uh, May 29th through June 1st, largest UFO conference in the world. See, this is the problem with, with, with UFO people. Nobody put <laughs> the location. <laughs> right. Right. The figure that's, that's like part details. of it. You're Who cares? To like figure it out on your own. Just as contact in the desert. So, you know, some desert. Shut up. Maybe California. I have and no what idea. is the purpose of this? No, I have no clue. But in her mind, Sarah. Uh, and no she clue. says it's the largest and most important conference on UFOs in the world, and all A list gurus in science and spirituality are coming. The speaker's list is literally out of this world. I want to <laughs> be a guru. You can be a guru. I'm pretty sure you can just bestow that upon I yourself. I think so. I mean, I think it follows that uh, Dunning Kruger effect yeah, and so once right. you like get past the point where you feel like you're you're 
uh, 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 imposter syndrome. Like, yeah. you know, once you like kind of get over that hump, then you kind of start moving towards being a guru. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm ready. I think so too. I wor- I'll worship at your feet <laughs> at the temple of Zeus. I'm pretty sure it's kind of like Scientology. You just have to say it's yeah, it's happening, and then it's there. I told you I'm like a likely candidate to join a cult. So like yeah, and I already trust you. I would totally be your <laughs> like a loyal bit henchman. Vulnerable. I'm totally vulnerable. <laughs> I trust your intentions. Thank you. Have my best interest in mind. Yeah, I would definitely like. I think the problem with cults is like they don't make them enticing enough for like regular people. If you had a cult cooking that like was all about wine and food and like dancing. It's like brain candy. Brain <laughs> like a brain candy yeah, cult. Was, shh. <laughs> don't tell them. It's but a cult. Yeah, pretend like this didn't happen because you can't ever call yourself a cult. Right. Wait, just but we movement. could be the first one. We could be the first we'll cult that's it. like, we are a cult. Oh, we are. We just own, own the title. Yeah, maybe that's our mm-hmm. garden little niche there. Uh, do you still get a tax write-off if it's a cult, not a tr- religion? <laughs> <laughs> right, like, right, sure. right. All right, well, we'll work out the details. Well, we will. <laughs> uh, okay. Basically, everything I want to talk about is just me being like, what do you think of this thing? I love those things. Be- things that are bothering me. So, like, I read this article in the New York Times talking about how the next big thing in collector for collectors is, like, you know, unopened video games from the 80s oh, and okay. 90s, yeah, yeah. you know. And, like, why do people do I that? I don't know. <laughs> I can't even understand it for the life of me. It's 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 got to be just a... I mean, first, I would say being a part of a group, that like a collector group, like you feel connected to the other people who collect those things. Okay. Then I think what you collect, there's always a link to that based on some childhood memory, some moment, something that's part of your identity. Your identity. Yes. That this is representative and there's a, a story behind why, there's a meaning behind why of like, Oh my gosh, when I was a kid, I used to get bullied and like I would come home every day and I would play, you know, Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong was like the only thing so that like helped me through. So now for any time this person sees Donkey Kong, they get that memory of either what they've overcome or like, oh, I'm going to I don't know. You it, it's comforting in some way. Who knows? There's probably like a whole bunch of so, different reasons. Like people that let's say they go to um garage sales and stuff mm-hmm. and try to find treasures. Mm-hmm. I get that because you can make a lot of money right. if you, you find them. something. You're not like attached to the it. The thing I don't get is the person that'll pay a million dollars for some Donkey Kong yeah, game that from 1984 that is unopened. Yeah. What does that do for your spirit? I don't I, get it. I will say that uh, a while back when I was feeling like I needed some comfort in my life, oh my God, this is crazy because it was like right when I was getting divorced. I was like, I need to buy every single Toy Story doll from the original Toy Story movie. And I went and found, went on eBay and like hunted. Oh my God, I am living proof that this is exactly, this theory is correct. That's nice Because I went on and I did research (laughs) on the different type of Woody dolls out there. I know which generation, I know so much about the different generations of Woody dolls. When his brother started taking over and doing the recordings for the voice of the pull string box. So if only... What brother? Tom Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks has a brother who does Tom Hanks' voice in a lot of... You are kidding me. Swear to God, sounds exactly like him. 
but he does he's gotten his brother work doing the voice of woody but it's not really tom hanks it's his brother this is the best yes. thing ever and i know all about what year look i'm getting excited i'm like <laughs> quiz me on which <laughs> year that came out. Like, right? i'm like up until 1992 it was tom hanks and after that like for real yes and like there's so much that i know about these things that well, i should not know about like how <laughs> The first generation Woody doll had wire inside the arm, so it was bendable and poseable. But then they realized that wire can eventually poke through the, the cloth, and so then they stopped making it with wire. So yeah. the, only the first generation Woody has the original voice and is, like, bendable. And, yeah. So those kind of things I see. But I got one out of the box at a great deal. <laughs> right. And I suppose if you were a billionaire... <clears throat> And million a million totally. dollars was no big whoop. Yeah, it would feel the same. But yeah, and I like don't if you know. wouldn't want to spend the money, like maybe in like instead of buying like I don't know a nice car or whatever you do, you like oh I want that original. Boy, I, yeah, but I wouldn't I still do that. don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> and the most the the highest priced one there's a uh uh, uh what's the doll what's the uh uh uh. What the heck is the name of the bullseye bullseye Woody's horse. There's a one from Japan. That's a really rare one. And like a Rex from Japan. That's super rare. That's like big. And those ones are thousands of dollars. And when I saw that, cause I was like, Oh yeah. And then I'm like, Oh fuck no at that price. Well, that was my journey down that road. It was minute. saying that, um, a lot of the ones that were castaways, you know, even five years ago, now are valuable because Nintendo said, oh, we did different colors on yeah. the cover and nobody realized. Limited edition or a defect. Yeah, yeah. and then everyone clamors to get them. Yeah, oh, but it's the same no. thing as like the, the wires. Like you can't, like, and then. Oh, right. But the first generation one of Toy Story doesn't have Andy written on his shoe. Only the really? later ones that's do. that's the best part. I know, that's what I thought. So I have a Woody without Andy written on his the bottom of his shoe because I have the first because you wanted the first mm-hmm. generation. Because I wanted the original Woody voice. Is yours the opposable arms or whatever? Yes. Oh. Yes. Be careful, Sarah. I will. <laughs> Woody what if related? I were like, it doesn't come out of the box. Don't worry. <laughs> Is it in the box? No, it's absolutely not in the box. They're they're Pizza. just like- tucked away in my closet next to Lammy, my toy from when I was a child. Oh, so you don't want to display them or anything? Well, I mean... I did for a little bit. I had them up, but there's like it wasn't really. It didn't go with the vibe. That's where you draw the line. Yeah, I'm like I'm not the one who's. Gonna Would like you let your kid them. play with for them? sure? That's what I bought it's him nice, for. Sarah. That's exactly what I bought him for. I bought him because I was like I want my child because I know this is the movie that I'm going to watch with my kid all the time, and I want them. I want to be able to say like, you know that movie? What? Like I got him. He's sitting right there, and then like it could be like their friend. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay. Funnily enough, yes. this is one of the things I was going to talk about. I read an article about, uh, I think it was called The Whiteness of Toy Story. I think it was specifically about Toy Story 4, but really yeah. all of them. Yeah. And at first I was sort of like, I I was kind of like, I feel like you're grasping at straws on that one. Mm-hmm. But then I read it and I thought, well, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Just sort of that 
neighborhood mm-hmm. and the totally. family structure and the way everything operates is something that very few people actually experience. Yeah. Um, but it's what's always represented in movies as those sort of normal, quote unquote. But in this, in that movie, she was divorced. She's a single mom. Yeah. She's like living in, like, it seemed like in I a mean, way to kind of represent, like, I was like, oh, this is like my family. It's like my mom living in suburbia, like with her kids, got to move to a different town. Like, it seemed very, like mom's just trying to do her best. And it was like, oh, God, I've been, had a long day. Let's go to Pizza Planet. Mm-hmm. Like, that would totally be my mom. Would like, let's go to Pizza Planet. We've been packing Planet. all day. Let's go to Toppers. Like, <laughs> Toppers. yeah. And she'd be like, okay, kids go play in the arcades. Well, I mean, the, of course, there's the issue of them, the black characters, they are scarce. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple and they've added some since then. But so that I get. But the actual story, I never thought. But I kind of do now because what you yeah. experienced was a very white right. upbringing. Yeah. And so to us, it's like, yeah, that's what, how people live. But it's telling a very specific story about like one point of view yeah but that would almost be like saying there's not there's not a lot of white people in the movie moonlight yeah yeah because that's not the story we're telling we're not there they don't need to be in it get the heck out of here it'd be weird if there were you know you just included characters that were just there because like represent white people in the store whatever yeah but but i mean with a cartoon they can create the world that that they want so i guess that's the the rub yeah and i could see this as like this was his what's his name the guy from uh, uh, who wrote to who the? Oh yeah, the creep. Yeah, that guy. That's mm-hmm. probably why I've forgotten his name and like wiped it from my memory. But like, I would At- imagine Lassiter. Lassiter. that this was this was his first movie, John Lasseter. That it was reflective of maybe his childhood. That this he was telling a story from his perspective. Which yeah, this is, is why we what need the to problem not- <laughs> we have. We really just need, what the problem is is we need more representation in. Different role, like not just the character in yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah. Let's have the writer, and yeah. producer, and director. Those are the things because then, just like in Moonlight, to use that example, the story gets told. Yeah, and we go, oh yeah, we do get to hear from you know another voice for yeah. once. It's just that the roadblocks are enormous for um, anybody Absolutely. who isn't a white. I was just having this conversation the other day where it was like, you know, good on Tyler Perry for being like, fine, you don't want to get. We'll just make our own. We'll just start yeah. it and like. We'll do it. Yeah, it shouldn't have to be that right. way, but exactly. Such a totally life. agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how about there was like no women nominated for directing anything at the like I know. It was like not a good year. It was you know how it's always like feels like it trades off. They're well, like, Oh, we had, you know, one year where oh my god. Never with directors though. They yeah, women never, never have directors. a good year. That's the with that. Um Olivia, did Olivia Wilde direct Booksmart? Because that won a few things that I mean, or at least best actress. I don't know, she, but she one, was definitely not nominated. Yeah, for have, that was one, that was like one of my favorite movies ever. Okay, the last thing I'll ask you about: Do you want to answer a question about psych, a problem with psychology, mm. or an, the Aerosmith's drummer? Oh, Aer, the Aerosmith's drummer. Mm. Well, I'm gonna obviously pick the problem with psychology. Okay, there was an article just uh, about. The problem psychology can't shake, which Sarah's already well aware of, which is that so much of the mm-hmm. research that has been conducted is within the parameters of the, yep. quote, they call it the weird problem. So it's like Western, educated, industrialized, rich, democratic, 
mm-hmm. uh, like white affluent yeah. bias. College, like yeah. white college students. Yeah. That's for a long time who everything, single research project is done on. And basically, and it's not just that, it's also just Western yeah, ideals. Totally. And so we both agree that this happens and it's not yep. ideal. Yep. And I think about every study with that lens, that through that lens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That a lot of the results would be totally different if they included people from other cultures or, yes. you know, more people of color or whatever, whatever, whatever. And then I was thinking how... Um, Money really is the end of every story. Like, mm-hmm. if there's a problem, it's... Follow the money. Yeah, follow the money. Totally. And, you know, scholars are at the mercy of funding, and funding usually comes from specific places, and their interest, even though it's academic, is still to generate revenue in some way. Yes. And people really don't care. I mean, Westerners do not care about the tribe in Brazil that whatever mm-hmm. that you might study. And so there's an incentive to study people oh, that match the f- people who are funding, which yeah. then just contributes back to that. So the, how do you fix mm, that problem? Cause I think when, cause what that brought my mind to was almost making it so like, like, I think that the the study that I, that pops into my head are this is the study of blue zones, mm-hmm. places in the world where people live to be substantially older on yeah. average than yeah. everybody else. Yeah, and it was only because we were studying something that was beneficial to Western, the Western world, longevity, health, wellness, blah blah blah, that we began to expand and look at, well, we're not doing such a good job. How are other people doing it? Or where are other people doing it well? So it's like when that information can then somehow be taken and beneficial is beneficial then to the original group that is funding the project. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, we're totally going to study the people in uh, – uh, uh, Okinawa, Japan. Yeah. Totally care about them now. Because they might help because us. Because we might know how <laughs> we could live longer in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't see an end to the problem is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like, this is that's... not going to change because the money does not incentivize it, unfortunately. So it's good that scholars like you are aware of it and mm-hmm. can filter accordingly. But mm-hmm. it's not great because you know how like morning radio and how they're Uh like a new study says forget it and it's always not nuanced and just a soundbite totally and that exacerbates the problem as well but that helps the scholars and whatever so it's like it kind of goes back to the movies again like we people in research people that represent different groups Mm -hmm. and we have to like now there's i think there's more consultation that goes on like internationally like my professor was Indian and she did, she's uh, got her doctorate. I think she got her doctorate in the United States. Yes. And uh, yeah, she does. And that, but she did a research on marriage and relationships in India. And so combining that and kind hmm. of bridging the gap. What'd she find of, out? Anything of note? Uh, yeah, that they have the lowest 
some of the lowest divorce rates, but the highest marriage unsatisfaction rates. I believe that. Yes. So don't get confused with low divorce rate and marital satisfaction was the big takeaway that she said. She's like, yeah. And she said that in class. She was like, ask me what the the divorce rate. Go ahead, guess. (laughs) She was like 1.2% or something crazy. It's like 2%. It's insanely low. And she's like, ask me what the satisfaction rate is. About the same as the divorce rate in the United States. I don't know how people can stand to stay married to someone they can't. It's a caste know. system. Still. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I mean, to, I right, get right, it. right, yes. But I don't know how they can I'm like, manage. Well, let me get her dissertation. For like, <laughs> it just feels unbearable. Right. Uh, well, you're tell- yeah. Listen, you're <laughs> preaching to the, the choir. People to talk about like, it. We know. <laughs> I always am like. Adam, if you ever do that, I will be at City Hall tomorrow filing, <laughs> you know, about dumb stuff. Yes. So <laughs> imagine being miserable and being like, right. uh, this is a life sentence. Yeah. She's like, grounds for divorce. Sorry. Yeah, forget yes. it. That's right. why I always say if we get a divorce, it'll be my fault because I am very intolerant oh of my gosh. nonsense. That's so funny. I was laughing with Ren the other day saying like, and like Susie says, if ever, anything ever happened, it would be my fault because like... <laughs> well, he's the nicest. The nicest yeah. human ever. Like I couldn't, right. It'd yeah. totally be me, like hurting yeah. his feelings or yeah, something like he's that. A good was something person. I didn't even know I did. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting to see his dark side. Do you think he has one even? No. I know he doesn't. We're just like both two good people who just like being good people. Oh, God, it's so annoying. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. We like uh-huh. hold hands and we hike and rollerblade and... <laughs> You're so wholesome. So wholesome. Yeah, because you always talk about how you're a prism and like whoever you're with, you can kind of emphasize those traits that they have. Um, And so you guys having this background in camp culture and that wholesomeness, it feels very much like my upbringing, like the evangelical thing where you don't drink, so you have to play board games all the time. Oh, but we drink too. (laughs) Right. That's true. That's true. But it's the same vibe. We do play a lot of board games. Right. That's the beauty. We've combined yes. all of the good and exactly. from both sides. Exactly. But it yes. does. And he's you another person, too. You guys are edgy in the way that, like, I, I'm i more of a bitch and stuff. Oh, okay. But you guys together are just the nicest, like Pollyanna. We do get free shit sometimes when we go out together and, like, people at restaurants are like, Oh, this round's on like like just because you're adorable. I, I think so. It ha- it's happened a few times, especially when we first started dating. I was like, man, we get free shit everywhere we go. Wow. Yeah. That is great. It's nice. I can't wait to hitch my wagon to yeah. you guys at dinner. They're like, All right. oh, this rounds on. Oh, you made have me these feel ab- better about a lot of things. And I really appreciated your insight on all those. Oh. They were really eating at me. Well, glad I could help in any way. You know, give Sarah's <laughs> theory. Whatever, whatever that's worth. All right, people. Leave us a five-star view. Yeah, man. Subscribe. Whoa. We love you. Bye. Bye. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.